0: Listening to the Millennials Choice Show, Canada's most trusted podcast on all things real estate, finance, and entrepreneurship. Here's your host, Matthew Ablican. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millennials Choice Show. I'm your host, Matthew Ablican, founder and owner of the Millennials Choice Group of Companies. And I'm here with my co host, my brother from the same mother, Danny. Danny Ablican. Hey, how's it going on millennium? again? Going nice. good, man. Going good. Nice to see you. We don't get to see each other that often, only through virtual Zoom anymore. What's going on?
1: (laughs) I see you too much, man.
0: (laughs) So today, you guys, uh, we want to talk about what the Bank of Canada is proposing. They've made a very strong announcement. I believe it was a couple of weeks ago. And they have stated that they're going to be raising the rates and there will be more rate hikes to come. Danny and I are going to, you know, give you our take on it and and present to you what we think is going to happen, but then also what we think, you know, is the opportunity going forward in the future. So there's there's always a there's always a strategy for every season, uh, regardless of what the the banks do and central banks do. You know, Warren Buffett says he doesn't pivot his investment strategy based on rates. So there are different strategies you can take in order to overcome something like this because. At the end of the day, there's certain markets that are still appreciating certain segments of the market, like the rental market, that are also still appreciating. And you want to be able to position yourself in a way to take advantage of this. So without further ado, Danny, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think there's going to be a, a rate hike? And if so, how much do you think it's going to be? And
1: we'll see what happens. I definitely think there is going to be a rate hike a Rate hike for sure. Uh, it's just a, a matter of how much they're going to increase the rate by it. Uh, because uh, even though inflation, I think, was down to 6.9% in September, the stats just came in, Um, groceries, things like that, things that uh, we need every single day are still um, on the up and up and are getting more and more expensive by the month. So I think they're still going to need to put on some more pressure uh, in terms of the uh, interest rate so that inflation could kind of come down a little bit more. And uh, I think it's going to come down. They're they're saying 75 basis uh, points, which is like three quarters of a percent. I think it's going to be either that or half a percent. Some people I heard are saying one full percent too. I think it's going to be super aggressive to do one percent, so I am kind of leaning more towards half a percent. But I do think it is going up for sure. Yeah, yeah. I you know,
0: I didn't think it was going to go up after the last hike, and then we heard their announcement, and when they, you know, they said we're going to keep raising them. So I said, okay, they, they might raise them here and there, maybe maybe half a percentage, maybe 75 basis points. And they have stated that there will be more hikes to come. So we'll see. We'll see what they want to do. Yeah. And ultimately, you guys, inflation is coming for us all, whether we like it or not. So it's riskier to leave your money in your savings account than it is to invest in something that's kind of inflation-proof. So, for example, um. If we are headed into a recession, and some people say we already are in one, but if we're gonna be headed into one, housing still provides a certain utility, which is that a place to live. And if you are wanting to combat inflation, perhaps you're not gonna be looking to buy your first home that you're gonna live in, but maybe a solution is buying a rental property because housing is such an important need that even during a recession, People who cannot afford the home or simply don't want to buy one because of various reasons, they still need a place to live. So they're going yep. to be moving towards the rental market, and that's going to continue to drive the prices of rents up. And if you believe every fact and every you know thing that they're telling us and all the policies that are being put in place to tackle affordable housing and tackle the shortage of housing that we have, then you will, you will grasp this concept and you will understand that a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, your property is going to be worth a lot more because rents are going to continue to go up and you have positioned yourself strategically today and you become a landlord today and you hope that in two, three, four years, the rents are going to be a lot higher, which I believe they will be. So Definitely. what are your thoughts and on that, Dan?
1: On that point, I was just going to say, um, This isn't something that Matthew's making up or just, you know, um, guesstimating or hypothesizing about. We actually got uh, another listing yesterday. Uh, We Dropped a couple listings, actually, uh, for lease. And uh, one of them literally got, what was it, like seven or eight showings on the first day? It hasn't hasn't
0: even been a day yet, yeah. It
1: hasn't even been a full day yet. And we got about eight or seven showings booked, which just shows you the crazy demand uh, specifically for the Toronto... Uh, rental market right now, so um, we're on the boots on the ground day to day. We know what's going on in the market. Um, our fingers on the pulse. So everything we're telling you guys right now, it is actually happening. So yeah, definitely the rental market is definitely going to go through the roof, like it already is right now. I feel like there's a lot of demand, not enough supply still for rental um, housing. And so if you're an investor looking to get in and just rent out your unit, you're you're going to be winning, even if you're paying out a couple hundred bucks out of pocket a month. Doesn't really matter because, like Matthew said, you have a utility asset there that's you know working for you while you sleep. So the more you know, you keep it rented out, your mortgage payments getting paid down. Uh, it is there's many write-offs like Matthew has talked about many many times before on the podcast on the show. So uh, definitely take advantage of it and get in while you can right now. So um, I just wanted to quickly share something. So I ran a quick calculation if the actual um, mortgage rates are supposed to go up or the prime rate of uh, Bank of Canada's overnight rate is gonna go up, or the target rate. Um, If the prime rate goes up to 5.95 compared to March of 2022, which is at 2.7%, I just did a little quick calculation. Give me one sec. If you had bought a million dollar house back in March, your your payment roughly would be about $3,000. As opposed to now, if you bought that same property for $850,000, and let's say the rates go up by half a percent again, uh, your payment's gonna be three thousand seven hundred and twenty-five dollars. So even though you're buying a property for less than one hundred fifty thousand dollars than you would have before, now you're paying about seven hundred and twenty-five dollars more because of the interest. So a lot of people might think, you know what? I don't want to do that. I don't want to get in because the interest rate is so high, and I, I I'm kind of moving in there. Why would I buy right now? Terrible time to buy. You could you can look at it that way, but the way I see it honestly is. If you're able to get in right now in that property that was valued at a million bucks almost eight months ago, now it's valued at about $850,000, I would still say get in because if you're able to afford it, because you're going to be able to build a lot of appreciation and equity once the market picks back up. And we all know the market's going to pick back up. This always happens. The market dips and the market picks back up. It's very cyclical. Uh, It's just a matter of how long, right? Um, So I just wanted to share that with everybody right now, if the rates do go up.
0: Yeah, so it's it's uh, again this is what I've been telling people the entire time and thanks for sharing that example. I'm I'm going to sh- I'm going to actually share that today on Instagram. Um it's becoming more and more unaffordable to own a home. You guys, that's what you have to understand. These rate hikes even if they're dropping prices by 15%, 20%, it's still becoming more and more unaffordable and harder to qualify for a mortgage. That's what you have to really fundamentally understand if you think that there's going to be a 50% drop from today to going forward into 2023, you're wrong. You're mistaken. It's not going to happen. It's just because, it's just going to become more and more unaffordable as the rates continue to rise. So you need to position yourself strategically, perhaps as an investor, make some compromises. If you're already living at home in mommy and daddy's basement, you should not be keeping your money in the bank. It's losing its value every single month and if you're an investor sure the property value might decrease in the short term but your rents are going up you're generating cash flow you're generating some sort of return and hopefully in the long run property values come back and interest rates come down a little bit and then now we have a perfect scenario where you can really take advantage of the appreciation and of the cash flow so the bank of canada has made their announcement and It says the Bank of Canada here has raised its key policy rate half a point. So 50 basis points on Wednesday, taking it to 3.75%. So half a percentage.
1: Yeah. Wow. So it looks like, yeah, they increased it. And uh, we're definitely going to see the big banks increasing their prime rate. Uh, the, The prime rate, again, guys, for those of you that are tuning in for the first time and don't know what that is, it's pretty much the rate that the banks use when trying to calculate the interest for variable rate mortgage or home equity line of credit, things like that. So if you do have a variable rate mortgage, most likely that that interest is going to be increasing. doesn't necessarily mean that the monthly payment you're making increases depending on the type of variable rate mortgage that you have. So uh, if you do have any questions about your variable rate mortgage and you want to just look at some options, definitely reach out to us. We'd be very happy to help and just look at the situation and see if there's anything you can do
0: absolutely yeah so again this impacts your variable rate options it impacts yep. your qualifying rate it impacts your unsecured lines of credits your um credit cards everything that's basically unsecured is now going up half a percentage so you want to watch out for that If for business owners listening to this if you have a BDC loan for example that goes up half a percentage as well so watch you know watch the money that you're paying towards interest like there's a concept and a, and there's a concept that real estate investors understand, real real estate investors understand, is that the debt is your asset going forward in the future. So everybody who locked in at 2%, even though variable was 1.5 last year in 2021, they're winning right now. if They've locked in for the next five years. And if you have a portfolio of properties, maybe you've locked in everything and then a couple of them are not locked in or or maybe they're coming up for renewal and you're going to have a higher rate. It's okay because it balances across your portfolio. So you have you have to remember that debt is one of the reasons why you get into real estate. A lot of people, that sounds con- contrary to popular belief, a lot of people want to get out of debt, but yep. real estate, one of the reasons why investors, real real estate investors get into it is because they can access capital. They can access yep. debt. So debt becomes the asset in times like this where the banks, the central banks are raising the rates, your debt becomes an asset. Cause now I've locked in multiple properties at 2%, two and a half percent, you know, you're, you're winning, you're winning big, big on this because of all the money that you're saving off of this, this interest. And that, you know, you're generating cash flow. It's, it's, there's such a huge spread that that debt becomes the asset. So this is very important for you guys to understand. Like I said, there's a, there's a strategy for every season and maybe right now, it's not about buying your dream home or buying the first home you're living in. If, if your living situation allows you to stay where you are, whether you're with parents or whether you're renting somewhere, maybe it's best to buy an investment property, depending on your needs and positioning yourself as a landlord going forward. Because I strongly, strongly know and believe that rents are going to go up because think about it. If I'm a landlord and I'm getting into the market now and my, my rate is 6%, then how am I going to, how am I going to rent out the space for much less money than, than what I'm paying for it? It's not going to happen. And there are a lot of people who are saying we don't want to do that. So guess what? It's making the rental supply even, even tighter because there's less people wanting to invest, less people wanting to put their money out there and provide rental housing. Landlords provide rental housing. There's no other way to go about that. And so This is something to keep in mind. I know it's a rough time right now, this is the transition period, but think about it a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, how much more is your property gonna be worth? Especially considering these rate hikes are impacting construction loans. They're impacting the cost of doing business, especially in the construction sector. So a lot of builders are saying, we're no longer gonna launch our projects this year. We wanna wait and see what happens in 2023. So what, what do you think that's going to do? If we have a supply issue now, what do you think that's going to do in three years from now?
1: It's yeah. going to be even worse. There'll be a domino effect for sure. I'm just curious, um, what are your thoughts on uh, Doug Ford's announcement? We never had a chance to speak about it um, regarding how they want to bring, I think they said 1.5 million, million homes. In the next ten years, I think it was like on Monday they announced it a couple of days ago. Yeah, um, yeah, and what they're planning on doing with like reducing development charges and um, looking into rent to own uh, programs, things like that, and also what they want to do with like um, how much your how much uh, units you're allowed to build on one uh, designated property. Thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, there were a few announcements. That 1.5 million number uh, over ten years has that was tabled at his last, you know, not his last, but his previous announcements for housing. That's that's where I get it from when I I quote. That's what I quote. Um, And so it's good. A lot of the announcements were good. There's a lot of things, you guys, when it comes to construction and development that we don't see, that we don't hear about, that the news doesn't talk about. But it takes years for a developer to get a piece of land, go through the development process. And then guess what? For $400, any person, once it's approved, any person can make an appeal. And that appeal takes sometimes years. So for 400 bucks, after all that time, it's approved, somebody can make an appeal. And so that's one of the things I believe he's getting rid of. And that's very, very important. Because again, it's just causing delays. It's causing delays, and then it's causing uh, this housing crisis, and it's causing prices to go up or homes to become more and more unaffordable. Also the government certain levels of government want to talk about affordability but for example in the city of Toronto the you know they talk about affordability but then the city of Toronto recently increased their development charges by by 49% i believe and just to give you perspective that's like that's like about 100 grand so that charge is what a developer pays part of what they pay in terms of expenses to develop the project and so what happens is that charge gets transferred down to you, the end buyer, the consumer. And this isn't about affordability. If it was, they wouldn't do things like that. So now the province is stepping in and saying, we need to streamline the process. We don't want this appeal process after everything has taken so long to approve in the first place. Everything should be addressed during that time, which I, you know, it's common sense. It makes so much
1: sense. Yeah. And when I was reading it, I was like, wait why are we doing this sooner? Why are we exactly. just doing this now? It doesn't make sense, but lucky to like, I'm happy to see that uh, they're actually like doing something about it right now and trying to pass that legislation. So
0: exactly. Um, exactly. kind of
1: weird, right? Like even the three units on one parcel, like one property, like, yeah, we should have been able to do that from time without having yeah. to go and get certain things from the city. Right. And having to pay all those fees like you're talking about. So it really, they really had a lot of things in place to kind of slow down or stop, uh, growth or development, which kind of has led us to this day, where there's uh, low supply, right? That's a big problem right now. And um, a lot of inflation as a result. So exactly, exactly.
0: And you know what, it's, it's just one of those things, like I said, you guys, you, you want to look at this from an investment perspective, look at it from a long term perspective, and you want to get in lock it in, don't think about it. And over time, it'll do well for you. If your money's in the bank, You In action, leaving your money in the bank is an economic decision you're making. And that decision is a bad one. It's a very bad one. Okay, Every month, you're losing money. So the number might stay the same in your bank account, but your purchasing power decreases. You're able to buy less. So you're making a decision one way or the other. You want to buy a stock? That's a decision. Crypto? That's a decision. Real estate? That's a decision. Life insurance? That's a decision. And not doing anything? That's a decision
1: you're making. And that's, those yep. are investment decisions. So choose wisely. Definitely, man. Yeah. I think they're going to be making one more announcement for another possible rate hike in December, they are but right. uh, let's see. What do you think is going to happen there? Just a little. Given give,
0: given the, the 50 basis points, everybody expected them to do 1% or 75 basis points this time around, given the 50 basis points, maybe, a, maybe they don't make a rate hike or maybe they go a quarter or maybe another 50 yeah, I don't a it quarter, being 15. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'm going to say a quarter or nothing, but I definitely think it could go up again. But um, it'll be interesting to see. It will be. It September. will be.
0: Guys, for those of you starting on your journey, I, I want to mention this, and it's going to be in our show notes. If you've stuck with us to the very end, congratulations. I just launched my best-selling book, Achieve Volume 2, with Kevin Harrington and Robert G. Allen. And one of the chapters in there, my chapter, talks about the six steps to financial freedom And we talk about them all the time, but it's very, very important. I'm happy to give you a physical copy. If you're in the area, you want to stop by our office, or if you want the ebook version of it, visit financialfreedomclub.ca forward slash ebook, one word. The link is in our show notes and you can register for that. And I'll get you a free ebook version of that. And you need to get started. You guys make the decision, commit, learn as much as you can, surround yourself with the right people, take action. Learn from your mistakes and rinse and repeat. Those are the six steps. It's very, very straightforward. It's very easy. We've been doing it the last 11 years, but remember what Jim Rohn says, what's easy to do is also easy not to do. So you want to make sure you you develop the right mindset around these things.
1: Danny, you want to leave any last
0: last comments?
1: No, just honestly, same thing you just said. Have the right mindset. Surround yourselves with uh, people with... um, The right mindset. And what I mean by that is if you're looking to be an investor, surround yourself with investors. You'll become an investor. Um, If you want to, let's say, be financially free, surround yourself with people that are financially free or that are at least actively striving to be financially free. So you have the same mindset. Uh, If you're with people that really don't care about finances, don't really um, look into this kind of stuff and don't really care about investing and and whatnot, that's fine. But if you're going to be with those kind of people, you're not going to be an investor. You're not going to be someone that's Happens to the market and looking into you know new opportunities and things like that it just won't happen so like Matthew said just what's easy to do is also easy not to do so make sure you uh, know exactly what your goals are and what you want in life and uh, just take the right steps and action steps to get there for sure
0: that's right that's right thanks for joining us you guys share this episode with your friends and family if you're watching it on YouTube make sure you guys like give us a thumbs up leave a comment subscribe to the channel and until next time we're out